Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today's message, I titled it Pain Management. Pain Management. Uh, how many of you have been in some pain recently? You know, no, don't, not everybody raise up your hand. Maybe it was too painful, that's why you couldn't raise up your hand. Uh, but the, the thing about this is that pain uh, is a neutral gift from God. Pain basically tells us that we are not where we should be or where, you know. So for example, let me start with the most harmless thing. So if you touch fire, it hurts. So that pain tells you that's not where you should be. That's not where your finger should be. If you touch a hot kettle, that's not where your hand should be. Uh, let's go on to uh, talk about something a bit fun. Uh, so if you are you know, uh, trying on uh, clothes uh, and it's a bit too tight uh, and uh, it hurts, uh, you know, it tells you that's not where you should be. You know, that size is not where you should be, right? So either get a bigger size or lose some weight, however you choose to process or manage that pain. The problem is when we mismanage our pain. And so this morning, I want to help us to learn how to manage uh, pain uh, uh, according to God's Word. Um, because it's when we manage pain the wrong way uh, that we end up hurting ourselves. And so my hope is that this, this time of sharing this morning will be like a first aid lesson. Uh, for those of you who are hurting, uh, may the word of God soothe you uh, like, you know, good first aid should. You know, some antiseptic cream of the Lord on there. Uh, but for the rest of us who maybe right now you're thinking, hey, I am in no pain. In fact, I'm in the living my best life right now. Wonderful. You know, I'm so jealous. Um, you, know, what, you know, you are really, you know, amazing. But uh, uh, eventually we will have to handle pain. Uh, and maybe not for yourself, then for somebody else. And that's why we learn first aid as well. It's when accidents happen either to ourselves uh, or when something happens to someone close to us that we know how to immediately get into action instead of just standing there in shock. Amen. And so I want to turn to us, uh, turn us to John chapter 16, verse 33. Uh, if you have your Bibles, why well, you turn with me to John 16, verse 33. Uh, and we also have the scripture flash up on the screen for those of us who don't have a Bible. But for those of us who do, uh, let's turn to it. And when you're there, can I hear a good amen? I'll wait. <laughs> Take your time. But not all the time. Okay, cool. Amen. Oh, cool. One person is there. <laughs> I, amen. Praise God. Okay, as long as one person is, is listening, that's fine. John 16, verse 33 says this. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you will have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You know, uh, Jesus promises a lot of things. He promises his love. He promises us healing. Uh, but, you know, here you have Jesus promising us something that is pretty uncomfortable. Uh, the word here that we just read doesn't say that, you know, you might have tribulation. It says to here, you will have 
wow, you know, think about it. You know, not everything that comes out of Jesus is, is nice and fluffy and, you know, rainbows and unicorn. Uh, in fact, the Lord has been brewing within me maybe to do a short series in the future called Tough Love. Uh, and we want to talk about the, the tough teachings of Jesus, you know, uh, because we know that Jesus means it with love, but, but there are some tough things. And this is one of them, you know, uh, uh, even though we're not officially in that series, but this is one of them. You will have tribulation. Wow. Wow, what an encouragement. Can you imagine, you know, they're going to Jesus and thinking, Jesus, I, I need some encouragement. I had such a rough week, so much pain at work, so much pain in my body, so much pain with my family, so much pain. Oh, the, the, the horror. And then Jesus says, good, yeah, you will have. You will have. More will come. You know, but how many know that it also doesn't stop there? It says, you will have tribulation. And you know, another word for us to understand tribulation is, uh, you know, certain translations of the Bible says, you will have many trials. Wow. How many of you want many trials? You know, how many students want many trials? Good, right? A lot of trial exams, right? You know, so that if you don't do one well, you get to do the next one well. And then when you're ready, you get to do the real one. No, it says, tribulation means uh, many trials or sorrows. Wow, can you imagine, you know, if, if you come to church and go like, what did you learn? Oh, uh, the pastor told me I will have many sorrows in the days to come. But that's what Jesus taught, right? A tribulation also means distress and suffering. So, you know, really, Jesus is telling us that, yeah, the world that we're living in is broken. Uh, because there is a problem with the world, and that problem is called sin. That problem is the human problem. And as long as there's people around, there's going to be problems, there will be trials, there will be sorrows, there will be distress, and there will be suffering. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so, you know, pain is a real thing. How many of you here, just this last week, you know, your job has caused you some pain. Your job has caused you some sleepless nights. Your job has caused you some discouragement. Amen? You know, your boss has caused you some pain. You know, maybe you had a bad review or you had a rebuke. You know, how many of you recently, you know, uh, I don't know, well, now it's summer, so nobody goes to school or has, has classes, but, but those of you who have been studying or have studied before, how many know that certain weeks is painful, right? The exams can be painful. Uh, uh, you know, the lectures can be painful. Homework can be painful. How many know that sometimes, certain times of the month, uh, uh, your, your bank account can be painful? Right? You know, you'd be like, ooh, I really wish I had more right now. You know, and so pain, tribulation, sorrow, trials, they will come. And the first thing we got to understand about managing pain well is that the answer is always with Jesus. And only He can help us to overcome. And with that, I want us to turn to another scripture which will be our main focus today. Amen? You know, Jesus is, you know, He, he, he comes with revelation, solution. And, and so the revelation this morning is that pain is real and it will stick with us. But we need to, we need to learn to manage it uh, according to the teachings of Jesus. So right now, let's go into some, some of that teaching right now. Amen? So Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? I can't wait. Wouldn't it be funny if I don't go until someone says amen or until the whole church says amen? And uh, we'll be here and we'll order in lunch. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight verse 28 to 30. You're there? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And it's up on the screen, of course. It says here, Come to me, 
all who are weary and burdened. How many know that sometimes when we don't manage our pain well, it, 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 it bears us down? It drags us down. How many of you have been there before? You know, you, you let something that someone said, uh, something, a comment someone said, you know, maybe a criticism. You know, yesterday when the worship team was practicing, you know, uh, uh, you know they were just, you know, having fun, poking each other. And, uh, you know, Sean, who serves on the, on the keyboard, was told that, yeah, you, you, sometimes you, you, you type very loud, you know, uh, and, and, and that sounds harmless and, and maybe it's a little bit of pain, but how many know that... It if we don't manage that pain well, that pain can become an offense. And every time you look at the person who said that, you get offended. And then it becomes to be a burden to you. You know, it becomes a, become a burden to meet that person, becomes a burden to hang out that person, and you become weary, tired, extremely tired. Fatigue is a modern word for it. And so Jesus is inviting, come to me, all of you who have been punched down by the world. Come to me, all of you who have been knocked down by the world. Come to me, all of you who are finding it hard to breathe. Come to me, all of you who are fatigued. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Praise God. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We want to unpack this, this teaching uh, uh, this morning. Amen. Jesus here is giving us the solution, right? The revelation, and maybe it's not such a revelation because we all know it. Pain is real and we need to learn to manage it well. The solution of managing pain well is found in Jesus. And so for the three points that will help us unpack today's message, uh, I have phrased them in questions, and these are questions I hope that we can think about often, uh, we can reflect on right now, and I, and I hope that, you know, it can even help give you some understanding if you are right now going through uh, a time of much stress, much pressure, much pain. Amen. And so the first point I want to share with us this morning to help us unpack this teaching is this. You know, if there's one thing we can learn from what Jesus has taught us in Matthew 11 is this. We've got to ask ourselves, point number one or question number one, are you medicating your pain without Jesus? Are you medicating your pain without Jesus? How many know that you know, we got to manage our pain and one of the ways to manage that pain is to medicate, right? Uh, it's very common you know, that if you uh, have, you know, if you want pain relief, take, they're not sponsoring this church or this message, but take ibuprofen or take paracetamol, right? Take them, it works. Or if you're from a more Asian background, there's this miracle drug that my wife has called Bo Zai Yun. Uh, PCY for short, if you don't speak Cantonese. And apparently, if you have diarrhea, you know, take it. It solves all problems. You know, we don't know what it is. It's just a little capsule with a lot of tiny tablets inside. Pop the lid open, swallow everything, everything. And then you medicate your, your diarrhea or, or whatever. As I'm saying this, again, I'm not, not trying to endorse, just saying that this is an example in our household, right? You medicate pain that way. And in life, how we know that when we go through pain, we, we medicate as well, right? Uh, but the thing is, are we, are we medicating with Jesus or without Jesus? How are ways we medicate? Uh, you know, we medicate with distractions, right? Uh, 
a holiday is a distraction. And, and a holiday is evil? No, it's not. But a holiday and just holiday without Jesus doesn't solve the problem. How many of you have heard a saying before that you need a holiday to recover from your holiday? Right? And why do we go on holidays? To distract ourselves, to change the scenery, to change the environment, to, to take a break, to take a day off, to get away from the source that's giving you a lot of pain and headache. If that's your office, you take a day off from your office. You take a day off from, I don't know, your, your, your postcode. And so you travel to some other place that you hope will momentarily distract you uh, from all that is eating you up on the inside. And so we distract ourselves with, with holiday. And those who love holiday say... It's not a trick question. It's okay. You know, okay, okay. You know, wow. More amens for holiday than, than turning the Bible. Ouch. Ouch. How many of you, <laughs> how many of you love medicating with food? Amen? No? Am I the only one? I'm, I'm living proof of that. You know, I'm so, sorry. You know, I'll, I'll tell the truth. Shame the devil. Uh, but I medicate with, with food. It's unhealthy maybe, but that, unfortunately, that, that's what I do. You know, and we eat, right? A good meal helps to, you know, I don't know, helps make a bad day slightly better, right? Uh, how many have been there before, right? You medicate with, with I don't know, a favorite meal, whether it's, you name it, you know, comfort food. They even have a word, comfort food. Why? Because food brings you comfort. For some of us, comfort food is rice. For some of us, comfort food is cheese. For some of us, comfort food is meat. For some of us, comfort food is meat, cheese, and rice. <laughs> what kind of combination is that? I don't know, but it's comfort food. But, but again, you know, nothing wrong, but it is, at the end of the day, it's just a distraction because you can eat to your heart's content. You can go to a buffet, but it doesn't solve your problem. Amen. We medicate with maybe thinking that, oh, let me just get more money. More money. Money can solve anything. I'm just going to throw money at the problem. How many know that, you know, having money helps, but money cannot solve every problem in the world? Amen. You know, we, we medicate, you know, and distract ourselves with maybe social media. You know, and again, nothing wrong. I'm not some old curmudgeon up here telling you to delete your TikToks and what. No, no, it's fine, right? But how I many know that even that itself doesn't solve? In fact, that distraction, that medication can lead to more pain. How you have told yourself, oh man, I'm so stressed out. You know, I'm just going to go on the Instagram. I'm just going to go on Facebook. I'm just going to scroll only to scroll upon someone else living a supposedly better life than you. <laughs> and then you get miserable and depressed. Or you see somebody who has offended you, the very person that you're, you're trying hard to forgive, and then you say, you know what, enough of his face. I'm going to go on Facebook, and then the first thing that pops out on Facebook, sometimes the devil uses the algorithm, is the face of your enemy living their best life now. <laughs> and you feel like rushing out and burning their house, okay? You know, and just saying, just being real. Am I the only human? Anyway, so, you know, we, we go through and, and we think that, oh, that's going to help and, and it leads to more pain. We think meditation helps. We think therapy helps. Again, I'm not saying that these things don't help elevate pain, but they are a poor substitution for Jesus. And Jesus is trying to tell us that the world will drain you. The world will weigh you down. It's not an if, it's a when. And when it happens, and this is where the first aid mentality needs to come in. If you cut your finger, when it happens, you treat it, 
you treat the wound, you stop the bleeding, you, you, you put cream on it and then you wrap it up and Jesus is telling us the same thing. When the world gets you down, don't run to a holiday. You can't have a holiday, but, but you run to me first. Because only I, the Bible says, I can give you rest. Jesus is saying, what you need is rest that only I can give. A holiday can give you rest, but that's a temporary rest. Money can give you rest, but it doesn't solve all problems. Food can, can give you comfort, but then I mean, maybe you end up getting weight and then you start hitting you know, more stress. You know, it just goes into this spiral of self-destruction and, and God is saying that, hey, tell my people this. A lot of them are medicating right now. They're paying with food, with even exercise. You know, sports, nothing wrong with sports, but, but sports can't solve your problem. Going to the gym cannot solve your problem. You know, all the muscles in the world cannot lift your depression. Only Jesus can. And, and that's what we need to humbly come back to, really. That, you know, if I am right now, and I'm speaking, if there's anyone here that you're going through so much, maybe this is a time, like what Pastor Kat said, this is a, this is a weird, new, uncharted, transitionary time for you. And, and it's scary. It's overwhelming. You feel just, you know, like you can't breathe. And, and, and it's, again, it's not more friends that you need. Thank God for friends. It's not more movies that you need. It's not more coffee that you need. It's more Jesus. It's more of His rest. Amen? And so that's the thing we've got to ask ourselves because anything else will not satisfy. And Jesus is here with His Word giving us the solution. Medicate with Him. He is the balm of healing that you need. Point number two or question number two we've got to ask ourselves this is, are you separating your pain from Jesus? Are you separating your pain from Jesus? Now this is a trick question because if your answer is yes, then that's a wrong answer. Let me explain. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, all who are burdened, all who are fatigued, all who are depressed, all who have been weighed down and bullied by the world. Come to me, all who have been, you know, who, who are stuck in a toxic environment or toxic relationships. Come to me. Come to me as you are. You don't need to separate it. And, and, and this is hard for us because for some of us, our upbringing tells us that we need to take personal responsibility for our problems. And I've met people before, I told them, hey, you know, Jesus loves you and he died on the cross so that our sins can be forgiven. And I've had people who say that, no, thank you, I will fix my own sins. And I go like, how do you fix pride? <laughs> because it's right there staring in my face. Now, now I, I, I totally get it, that taking responsibility of our own mess is, is important. But how many know that you can also go to Jesus with your mess? And that's what Jesus is saying. And that's such a powerful revelation because for a lot of us, we, are, we have a lot of pain, but we are separating that pain from Jesus, saying that, you know, oh, I, I'm so much pain right now, and so I, I don't think I can worship. I don't think I can serve. I don't think I can even come to church. So let me rest up first, then I will serve. Let me fix myself first, then I'll come back to church. Where God is saying that church is a hospital for the weak and the broken. Come as you are, no masks required. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying, okay? I seem like, you know, anyway. I, I, let's pray. Let's pray that, you know, we, we're, we're working towards that. I'll get back to you. But you know what kind of mass I'm talking about, right? You know, and or worse, sometimes we, we go through uh, our, our, our problems and there's a voice, a really dark voice that comes and whispers and says that you're so disgusting. You're so useless. You're so weak. And that's not the voice of God. Because you know what God's voice sounds like when we are there making mistakes, when we are there being broken and hurting. Do you know what God says? He says what we just read. He says, come. And maybe that's a word for some of you here. You're thinking, I need to fix this. And God is just saying, come. I need to get well, then I will serve the Lord. And God is saying, come, and I will make you well. Come, and I will give you peace. And as long as we continue to carry this lie, that we need to separate and go like, God, let me fix my own mess. When Jesus is saying that, you can't, you can't even wake yourself up in the morning without an alarm clock. What mess are you going to fix? Come, come. And this is so important. The next time, or maybe even right now, you're burdened with, I don't know. And, and we live in a very, like I said, broken and painful world. For some of us, we're still carrying abuse in our lives. For some of us, we're still carrying trauma in our lives. For some of us, we have let them go, but it's as if our problems of our past, they, they become like ghosts and they come back and haunt us. How many have been there before? You know, am I the only weird one here? I get haunted by my past every now and then. Something I said that I regretted saying suddenly comes, why did you say that? And I go like, oh, shucks, man, why? And so many times, if, if we're not careful, we can mistake that for the voice of God. And we think that God is still rebuking you for your past mistakes. Oh, you're so useless. Did my son die for you for nothing? And we think that, oh, that's the Holy Spirit convicting me. That's, no, that's the devil condemning you. Because God says, come. Do you know that Jesus, he, he, he calls himself the friend of sinners. It's by no means a license for us to, to keep continuing. What sin is, it's a destructive habit that continues to, well, destroy us. Addiction that continues to destroy us. And, and God is saying that, no, I, I'm your friend. I, I, I hate the sin, but I love the sinner. Come. Come. Amen. And then, and then the next time you're going through a hard day, don't let, no, it's, it's, it's almost like this. Process it this way, right? I'm not trying to over-spiritualize things, but, but learn to process, this, process things this way. How many of you have been there before where you had such a lousy day and then, you know, it's homes week, yay! We're meeting online, we're meeting in person soon, one day, hopefully. And then a voice comes and goes like, yeah, no, I just, I'm, just, I'm just not in the mood for it. I, I just not feeling it. Oh, how many been used that word before? I'm not feeling homes tonight. I'm not feeling like serving tonight. I'm not fit. And, and so how I want us to process is this. Come on, how much more victory do you want to give the enemy? The enemy's already soured your day. 
with a bad comment, with an insensitive remark from a colleague, from a boss, from your parent. Amen? For some of us, our trauma lives with us called family. <laughs> and then it's not like we can run away, right? What holiday can take us away from family? They pay for it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, all those who go on family holidays, like, you know, it's all good, all good. But the truth is this, we got to tell ourselves, hey, how much more victory? How much more, you know, if, if my daily life is like a warfare, how much more land do I surrender to the enemy? They've already robbed me of my nine to five. Should I now give them homes as well so that I can just sit alone at home and sulk and, and, and not manage my pain well? Or do I go to Jesus? But I don't feel like smiling or talking to anyone. That Jesus says, come smiling, come put on a mask. No, no, he says, come. Come with your pain. I, I think that God will meet with you more when you come to him honestly than when you don't come at all. I'd rather someone come to homes and go like, I'm just, I'm here, but I just don't feel like seeing anyone and my camera is off. I would rather have that. Not me, because it doesn't please me. I, I, I believe that God would rather have that than for you to, to cut yourself away. I'd rather someone, you know, serve with a bad mood. I'll go to church. Sit here. <laughs> I'd rather them do that God bless them and allow the, the presence of God to change them than for them to say that you know what I'm scattered to serve but I don't want to serve like how much more do you want to surrender maybe God is can, you know sometimes in our serving how many have been there before you said no but then in the journey God changes you how many been there before? All right? You say that, I don't feel like going to church today. And then you go, fine, I'll come. I'll, but I won't participate. I'll sit at the back row. And then God meets you at the back row. Amen? So don't. Don't separate it. Point number three is this. I told you I'm preaching short today. You know, I took the clock down so that we, we all can just be trapped in the time zone. Point number three. <laughs> Are you working through your pain with Jesus? So what we need to know is this, don't, don't medicate without Jesus. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't take, take holiday, but in your holiday, meet with God. Amen? You know, have, have comfort food, but in that comfort food, meet with God. Meet with God, then have some comfort food. That's always the, the best combination. Amen? You know, and then don't, don't separate. Don't feel like you need to fix your own problems. Let Jesus fix what needs fixing. You thinking like you need to fix your problems, then meet with Jesus is like you going to the hospital and telling the doctor your diagnosis. Uh, and we do that all the time, don't we? Right? Uh, doctor, I think I uh, dislocated my shoulder. And the doctor will say that, uh, I'm the doctor, let me be the judge of that. Right? And most of the time, doctors will be like, impossible. If you dislocated your shoulder, you'll be screaming in pain right now, your shoulder will be off balance right now. You know, but how many of us do that? Right? We self-diagnose. You know? And God is saying that don't self-diagnose. Don't try to self-diagnose. Don't try to self-solve. Come. Come. Don't live under condemnation. Come. And point number three, work through your pain with Jesus. What does it mean to come to God? You know, because Jesus says, wow, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I, I did this illustration before in church that a yoke, right? This is by no means Jesus saying that how he likes his eggs, okay? My yoke is easy. 
Sorry, I just had to insert that joke in there. Those who get it now, okay, cool. You know, so it's not, no, God doesn't like his eggs over easy or anything like that. No, he's saying that my yoke, you know, <laughs> my wife left the room because she's afraid I'll use her for illustration like I did the last time. But a yoke is this like wooden beam, wooden instrument, wooden contraption. Well, at the time, in Jesus' time, it was most likely wooden, but modern times, it can be a mixture of wood and metal. But it's this thing that, that latches two animals together. And it's usually used for like, you know, working the farmland. So you put two oxes, you, you, you kind of like fit them together, that little wooden beam that goes across their shoulder, uh, uh, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, they took away all my, all my things. Okay, think of a wooden beam. Previously, there's always something I can just use. Uh, uh, you know, like a wooden beam that, that kind of latches on to creatures. So that's a yoke. And Jesus is saying that, come to me. And, and, and again, this is a tough saying because he says, come to me, I will give you rest. I will take away all your worries. No, he says, come to me, I will give you rest. Now take my yoke upon you. And it sounds counterintuitive because it feels like I'm already burdened. I'm already fatigued. I, I already feel like I'm drowning and you want to add on more weight? But that, that, that's where we misunderstand. A yoke is not meant to add weight. A yoke is meant to connect to together. And a yoke is meant to help. And usually what some farmers will do is this, they, they take an experienced ox that's been toiling the ground for a very long time and they take the ox that they just bought and they yoke them together so that the newer, inexperienced one can learn from the older, more experienced one. And the older, more experienced one is the one that's still actually carrying and doing most of the burden, but then it is now helped by the younger one. And so the younger one is actually learning how to manage all that weight in his due time. And that is what Jesus is saying. Hey, I can handle a lot. And Jesus handled the world. And not just the world, the sin of the world was on him. And he is saying that come and yoke with me. Come and stick with me. Come and work through your pain with me. We're going to work this ground together. And it's an invitation by Jesus not just to zap and erase our problems, but it's an offer by Jesus that I will walk with you through your problems. Yoke with me. And I promise you, this yoke is not going to be heavy. This yoke is easy because my burden is light. You know why it's light? Because I'm carrying it. And I will continue to carry until you learn how to manage and then you can carry as well. And so Jesus is here, not just being a, a, a genie that is just here to zap all our problems away, but he's here as a coach that says that yoke with me and walk with me and we're going to walk it out. And so, in case that doesn't, you know, uh, click, let's go on to one more scripture and then we're, we're going to invite God to just come and minister to us. So, again, come to me. Super generic, but let's go to another scripture that gives us what it, a meaning of what it means to come to Jesus. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 49. Luke 6, 46 to 49. Luke 6, 46 to 49 says this, But why do you call me Lord, Lord? And not do the things which I say. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. So you're getting it? Jesus is saying that 
I've been saying, come to me, come to me, and I've been telling you, and you're not getting it, you're hearing it, but you're not doing it. So let me explain to you what I mean by come to me. Let me explain to you what I mean by, by doing my sayings. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house that could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Praise God. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. And God is saying that his invitation, come to me, means not just to hear his word, but to apply it. And this morning, I hope that we're not just going like, yeah, 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 don't medicate without Jesus. No, no, seriously, don't medicate without Jesus. Don't separate your pain. No, seriously, don't separate. Come. Come even when you don't feel like coming and it is then that you meet with God. Because coming to Jesus means walking with Him. It means building with Him. He said, it's like a man who builds a house on the rock. God wants to build with you. He wants to build resilience in you. He wants to build a better future for you. He wants to build your house. When I, when I read that, the way I see it, it's like, wow, God, you want to establish me, my house. Wow, in olden times, house was more than just a roof over the head. It was house. It represents, you know, where you come from. That's why in school, sometimes we still have that usage, right? I mean, no? Am I the only one? How many people were part of Blue House? Yellow House? Feels like school again. <laughs> Red House? Come on, shout out your favorite house. Purple House? But you know what I'm saying, right? And so God is saying that I'm building within you something that will start with you and outlast you. And if you begin to come to me, I'm going to build your future. I'm going to build your career. And, and, and no matter what storms come, and storms will come. Again, Jesus saying that when you build a house, storms will come. Streams will clash against it. But if you built it on my word, if you built it on my sayings, if you hear it and do it, you will be like someone who builds on the rock. And no matter how much pain surrounds you, it will not break you. But if you don't, Pain will come again and again and again and again. And no amount of therapy can deliver you. No amount of money can set you free. No amount of holidays can give you rest. It will come again and again and again. And in the end, if you keep listening and not doing, your house will be like that, built within sand. And the, the final ruin is worse. And God is saying that if, if you, you've got my solution here and if you don't apply it, whatever pain is, again, can we flesh it up again? Just so that people don't think that I'm just being, you know, mean-spirited. It says, it's, and the ruin of that house was great. What Jesus is implying is this. This is Jesus, right? You saw the quote. In other words, Jesus is saying that if, if you hear my word and you don't do it, I guarantee you whatever pain that you're facing right now, it will become worse. Don't mess with Jesus. <laughs> but, but did he start with that? No. He ended with that. He started with, but if you, if you apply it, man, you're going you're gonna to be set up for life. And God wants to set us up for life. 
Life is messy, but He wants to set us up for it. God is not in the business of multiplying your pain. But the multiplication of that pain comes when we disobey. And disobedience is not like, you know, being angry at God. Disobedience sometimes can be as simple as God states it very plainly in His Word and we don't do it. That's disobedience. It's not about rebelling. It's not about talking trash. It's, it's about God said, A, do A. And then we think that, no, 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 I, I think, you know, if God says one plus one is two, we go like, no, 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 no. No, I think one plus three can be two. And God says that it's going to be painful for you. And, and, and again, God's not here to mess us up, but He is here to be with us. When I was praying, how should I, you know, help people to really get it about working through your pain with Jesus, God gave me this illustration and I'm going to share it and we're going to end this time together. We've already seen through Scripture, God is, you know, offering to walk with us and work the land of our suffering together, yoking together, beautiful picture. And maybe there's another picture that God gave me, maybe it's so that I can understand and God says that, you know, it's, it's that there's so, you know, and, and pain is real. As I'm saying all this and I'm saying that your pain will be multiplied, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to put anyone down. And for some of us, our pain, our trauma, the ghosts of our past, it's real. <laughs> and they're like mountains in our lives. And God is saying, hey, you know, you know, like those people who go rock climbing, mountain climbing, free climbing, and, uh, you know, usually for safety, they're tattered to someone. So if you fall, you know, somebody else who's, you know, tattered can, you know, can be your safety line. I hope I'm not butchering the terminology, but you, you get what I'm saying. And Jesus is saying that, hey, I, I'm, I'm like the good, not just shepherd, but the good Sherpa who will help you climb this mountain. And, and, and I'm going to climb, I'm going to lead the way. Because I, I know pain. Jesus knows pain. What does it feel to be rejected? Jesus knows. What does it feel like to be misunderstood? Jesus knows. What does it feel like to have your own words twist against you? Jesus knows. What do you mean to be betrayed? Jesus knows. What do you mean to have your whole family, you know, not quite know how to handle you? Jesus knows. How to have your best friends betray you? Jesus knows. How to have the whole city turn against you? Jesus knows. Jesus knows pain. And Jesus is saying that I'm climbing the way because I've conquered this before. And tether to me, yoke in with me. And, and, and climb. And if you trip, as long as you're yoked in to me, you're safe. And I'm your, I'm your lifeline. And we're going to climb through this together. Can I just get the worship team up? And, you know, I hope that today's word, maybe for some of us, again, you're living your best life now. And I mean that with, with respect. It's not, not mocking you. And praise God for that. You know, God knows the seasons that we are in, sometimes He puts us through valleys, sometimes we're at mountaintop. But again, Jesus says, tribulation will come. If you follow Him, tribulation will come. And so for some of us here, I pray that today's message will be like this very important first aid training that at the first sight of blood, you know what to do. So that, that injury, no matter how small it is, that pain, that stress, no matter how small it is, doesn't end up crippling you, doesn't end up infecting 
and, and causing you know amputation in your life and but for some of us we are right now in the middle of such immense pain and suffering and, and maybe for today this word is for you and God is saying that hey you've been you've been medicating I know you you've been medicating you've been medicating with holiday you've been medicating with food you've been hitting the gym you've been I don't know trying to lose weight you've been gone sh- you're going shopping you've been medicating you've been on social media and you know and maybe when people like what you post you get some comfort from that but problem is still not solved because only Jesus can give you rest and so friends would you stop medicating with anything but Jesus and if you feel like you need to fix yourself then please don't separate your pain from God anymore he wants to take your pain and make it into something worthwhile and it's a process both in the scripture Jesus says and we're going to be yoked together we're going to walk it out and we're going to walk through this it's going to be a process but stick with Jesus if you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life why don't you join me in saying this prayer Lord Jesus thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.